Now, why our country fucked up? Will Smith did a damn good job on his Netflix special explaining about the 14th Amendment. Because white folks, y'all standing out there talking about critical race theory, and I don't think you understand your country, the one you live in. Foreigners know more about America than you do. Just check this little segment out on Netflix. And if you want to find more about it because you don't read, just go to Netflix instead of Fox News. And, you know, find out about the 14th Amendment. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just find Will Smith. Justices owned enslaved people or were appointed by presidents who did. Kind of took all the surprise out of their rulings. But the court in the 1870s and 1880s, it's different. It's like been through a civil war kind of different. Many of these justices were appointed by presidents who fought for the union. This court should be full of revolutionaries, right? Hmm, not so much. Black Americans don't find an ally in the courts, but white Southerners do. I think when many people think about the backlash to Reconstruction, we think about the violence on the ground, we think about the, the rise of the Klan, we think about black codes, but we also have to be clear that the Supreme Court plays a vitally important and powerful role in returning African people to a state essentially of servitude. Now, these evangelicals that you heard earlier in my show, the ones that love God and freedom and want to go to Haiti and pat little black kids on the head, make themselves feel good. They've been rigging the game. Their ancestors rigged the game. And they are rigging the game. But see, they need a little push. So that's where the cokes come in at. And all that dark money from corporate America. See, because they give to this segregation, this crazy 70 million crazy people who believe in white Jesus version of reality. They never cared. You can't, we can't reach them. The reason I'm doing this is because Martin Luther King died. People died. Slaves, all of these people suffered. And these the people who kept them in bondage are the ancestors of these Bible thumpers today who don't want women to have abortion rights and supporting Republicans who's trying to take away black people's rights to vote. They passed that shit down. The wealthy, the ruling class. They never intended for us to share, to be part of this union. So they disguise it. That's why their people sound crazy. Let me let you, let me let you finish listening to this. Um, this is what Willem did, and I'm going to let them talk. I'm just keeping it real. I don't care if I get in trouble for this shit because this is real. It's out there if you want to learn about the history of America. The 14th Amendment, Section 1, says, as a citizen, you have the privileges or immunities of citizenship. No state shall compromise those. As a human being, you have the right to equal protection of the laws and due process. Well, are those going to be observed? What the Supreme Court did in a series of cases, Slaughterhouse and Cruikshank and civil rights cases, was undermine that commitment. Slaughterhouse is one of the most 
reviled and criticized decisions of the United States Supreme Court. Basically, it said you still look to the states, not the national government, for the basic definition and protection of your rights. This emasculated the Privileges and Immunities Clause, and it never has recovered. Okay, let's break down privileges and immunities. It basically means our rights. The privileges are our freedoms. That's the things we're allowed to do. And immunities are our protections, the things that we'll be protected from as citizens. And in America, our most basic freedoms and protections are contained in the Bill of Rights. Freedom of speech, religion, assembly, right to bear arms, all of that good stuff. Now, 14 makes it so that you get those rights no matter which state you live in or which state you travel to. And that's really important to black Americans who too often have been deprived of their rights depending on the state they're in. By restricting the enforcement of the 14th Amendment so narrowly, it essentially gutted the amendment. Local white supremacist governments would then use the Slaughterhouse case to say the 14th Amendment can't interfere with our local government by guaranteeing civil rights. Now, those southern states, the ones who trying to stop us from voting still, these, this is it, the Slaughterhouse case. Now, they can cover themselves up with the Bible and wrap themselves up with the flag and wave around how patriotic they are, but they're not patriotic. America, take the blinders off. You know, the message is out there. You can find out anything you want to know about this country, the history. That's why they don't want you to learn anything about critical race theory, because it's the laws. And those people stand up in school board meetings and tell them, well, I don't want my child. They don't want. Let let them finish, because I'm going to get pissed off. In the United States versus Cruikshank, the courts ruled that the 14th Amendment did not protect individual citizens from violence committed by private citizens. 14th Amendment prohibits a state from depriving any person life, liberty, or property without due process of law, but this adds nothing to the rights of one citizen against another. See where we're going with this? I'll be right back with the rest of the show. Now in the South, they didn't want us to have equal rights. You know, and I started comparing the two and I'm still wondering, um, um, why they don't want to share this country? Why they don't want us voting? Not only, this is before Martin Luther King um, took to the streets and fought for our rights. You know, Douglas, man, he, he, was, he was there when, when the Civil War, the North won the Civil War. He was there 
doing reconstruction, and he was there, the downfall of reconstruction. How racist is this country? Do you really want to know how racist white America ancestors were? That's why they can't see beyond the bullshit. Listen to this. That fundamentally ripped the guts out of the 14th Amendment's most basic guarantee that the only way black people could have citizenship rights in the United States of America was if they could be protected from violence. So let me get this straight. So, uh, basically, what the Supreme Court is saying is, sorry, black Americans. I mean, if private citizens commit violence against you, even murder, the federal government can't really do anything about it. Now, think about it. That's a hundred and some years ago. that law in Texas, Mississippi. Texas used it to sue, had it a way that wrote the law so that they can sue anybody who take a woman to an abortion clinic. You know, I guess bombings and, 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 and killing doctors is, you know, that playing out. But if you can get somebody, any average citizen just to sue the driver who took the woman to get an abortion because she can't afford that child or she was raped. Ah, this government hands off. See how these white supremacists play using our laws against us? Finish listening. Even though the 14th Amendment was written to protect you. The civil rights cases essentially removed the power from the Civil Rights Act of 1875. The court essentially say that black people can't be free from discrimination in public accommodations. They can't be free from discrimination in theaters and hotels and so forth. It applied to private action, not state action. When a opera house says, we don't let black people in here, that's not the state government doing it. That's not a public official doing it. That's a private business. The civil rights cases legalize segregation in private accommodations, saying it's not a violation of equal protection under 14. It's just a violation of human decency. I, you know, yeah, you're right, Will. It's, these Christians don't have no human decency. Mike Pence don't have no decency. <laughs> Look what they put in the White House for fucking four years, Donald Trump. <laughs> um... So, these wealthy kids, like Mitch, Mitch O'Connell and Lindsey Graham and all of them boys who are lawyers, who are using our laws against us, that's why they stacked the Supreme Court. See, they learned from the past. That's why when you hear these poor white people stand up and talk about critical race theory, they're talking about this. They don't want their kids to know how fucked up their ancestors really were. They still are. The court says something in the civil rights cases that's really devastating, that is actually quite familiar to black people. When a man has emerged from slavery, there must be some stage in the progress of his elevation when he ceases to be the special favorite of the laws. The court says, how long must we continue to essentially coddle black people? There must come a time 
when freed from the shackles of slavery, black people will stand up on their own two feet. The court became impatient. We fought a war and you guys are now free. What more do you want from us? We've got other things to do. You heard that, right? For the war, people died. They didn't care. Those white men did not care. They was well-educated, Harvard-educated, Princeton-educated. They was Southern, they was Northerns, they was Midwesterns. But they had one thing in common. It was Anglo-Saxons. So they didn't care about black folks losing their rights. And they was Christians. You know, please just fall in line. This is 20 years after black people have been held in servitude for centuries in this country. The Supreme Court is already washing its hands of the project of equality. You heard that, right? They've been using our government against us to keep us in second-class citizenship and sometimes worse. So when Black Lives Matter in March, when Black Lives Matter march in the streets, instead of being honest with themselves, they come up with other schemes like, you know, they burning down stores and they looting and they're criminals. Maybe he should have, you know, listened to the cops and the cops are just as fucked up as the people who say some shit like that. They don't see us as humans. And they do it with a smile. You know, the ones who don't want to join the militia and, and the three, you know, and the Oak Keepers and the Three Percenters, you know, those militias or Oklahoma bombing, you know, you know, those are the, those are the radical nuts. You know, you really look at Christianity and you look at Islam. You notice that every religion have a radical group of people, the faithful who believe in everything. Some do good, but the other part. It's kind of twisted. Same thing with is, is you know, Islamic religion. You have the radicals, but we love calling them terrorists. We forget that the first terrorist was white Anglo-Saxons. She love looking at my brown brothers and sisters, right? And then you look at the radicals in Israel. You know, you have good Jews, and you have radical Jews, and you have Hasidic Jews, and then you have those fake Jews. Those Zionist guys who created that shit so they can take some land from some brown people and write laws to govern over that land and justify their thievery. Isn't that America? Colonialism, man. You know, them rich people are going to keep us divided. You think they want America united? Do you think they want Palestine united? No. No, they start losing power. Just like in the South, they passing these racist laws. They scared, that's what the lady said. They scared of change. Then the murders start. Much quicker than anyone would have thought the Northern public lost interest in the project of reform of the South. And this appetite 
occurred, which was let's put this behind us. Let's not be divided as a country between North and South, the rest of history. And there was this appetite for what was called reconciliation. That was the end of the federal presence in the South. It was the end of the commitment to the 14th Amendment. And it would create a long, dark, and torturous road to what would become uh, Jim Crow segregation. Now, when you see those people out there talking about their heritage, their Southern pride, this is it. Remember Charlottesville? All of that? They murdered us. They murdered our ancestors. They took our shit. They took our wealth and the government said, hey, hands off. You can do what you want. You're not white. They can do whatever they want to you. You're not white. You less than, by the way. Those men, when they sin to Washington, D.C. to govern over this land are racist brothers. They're not going to give us back our rights. Let's be real. We got to fight for them. And then, of course, in 1896, the Supreme Court decides Plessy versus Ferguson, in which the court upholds state laws that provide for segregation so long as they are separate but equal. In Plessy versus Ferguson, the Supreme Court upholds a Louisiana law stating all railway companies carrying passengers in their coaches in this state shall provide equal but separate accommodations for the white and colored races. See, that's where we get separate but equal. And no, this doesn't mean you can blame segregation on trains as much as I'd like to. The Supreme Court has essentially replaced 14 with white supremacy as the law of the land. So let's examine this new law. What does separate really do? Well, separate means to force apart, to divide. It's an inherently destructive verb. Same reason I don't like the phrase separate the wheat from the chaff. I mean, why are you so mad at the chaff? What did it do to you? Look at separate's mark in history. First, Africans were separated from their continent by the slave trade. Then African-Americans were separated from their families through slavery. Jim Crow separates African-Americans from education, wealth, opportunity, and justice. Black Americans were separated so much that we still have to have a separate Black History Month just so Americans can know our contributions. It's so wrong. You hear that? Now, is that critical enough for you? It's going to get worse. I'll be right back. Now we have to separate the truth from the lies. That's why I'm doing this. So when you see someone stand up in the school board meeting and say, I don't believe in critical race theory. It's Marxism and all that. No. They've been brainwashed not to believe in the truth. And if you told them the truth, they wouldn't believe it. They can't believe it. This fucks up their narrative. To the Negro body and soul. 
was to his interest to dwarf the soul and preserve the body. The white owner rarely permitted his anger to go so far as to take a life, which would entail upon him a loss of several hundred dollars. But emancipation came, and the vested interests of the white man in the Negro's body were lost. A new system of intimidation came into vogue. The Negro was not only whipped and scourged, he was killed. Now, like I said earlier in the show, the money that the Koch brothers put into brainwashed white evangelical Christian people. See, they knew that that base of white America is not that smart. They know that they believe in the Bible. They're smart enough to do the work and believe in their beliefs and live in their towns and function and run their businesses. But they're dumb enough to believe the bullshit that the Cokes and people like Donald Trump and Mike Pence and Lindsey Graham and the elite feed them. There's so many words. When Tucker Carlson sit on TV and Laura Ingram help sit on television and Hannity and the rest of those people over on Fox and Newsmax, they feed me white America the poison that made their ancestors kill us. The South became a field of really remarkable violence. Lynchings. 3,000 lynchings. If you want to know about the dead, go down to Alabama. They got a museum. You know, it's funny, those same evangelicals don't know that their ancestors stood around dead bodies and took pictures. I'm talking about dead bodies of black people. Those same people that love God so much didn't love black people. And brown people and yellow people. But they love God. Once black men get the right to vote, once they begin serving in office, you get overtly political, organized groups. Remember when I, early in the show, that lady's going around and talking about people voting and showing them how they can vote this t- this this way? And then you see the voter ID laws and the depression laws. You see how Ron said, yeah, it's a backlash. There's always going to have a backlash when they see black folks coming up. Because white Americans, they just screwed up. And the northern white man, that's why I said we're not going to pass this vote, you know, to fix the Voting Rights Act. They didn't give a fuck about 600,000 people dying in the Civil War to create Jim Crow. You think they give a fuck about Martin Luther King M. dying? Man, nah, it's just entertainment to these motherfuckers. This is the one period in American history 
when overt uses of terrorist violence became all but a normal part of political life. Remember when they stormed the Capitol? They, oh, well, they, Tucker Carlson called it everything but. It was peaceful citizens exercising their constitutional rights. Uh, I guess it was lynching murders and putting their boot on our backs. Um, choking the life out of us and feeding our kids to alligators. I guess that was their constitutional right. These people were demons. The Klan and its many imitators became the violent arm of a political counter-revolution against Reconstruction. Black people start finding themselves threatened and menaced by mobs. They were pulled out of jails. They would be targeted if they asked for fair treatment, if they tried to vote, if they tried to organize, if they tried to uh, create political power. They were burned, they were beaten, they were tortured, they were drowned, they were hanged. Let's call it what it was. It was homegrown American terrorism. You heard that, right? Homegrown American terrorism. So when you end school talking about, I don't want my kid to understand American history and writing books to um, lie to yourselves and your children about the real history of this country, you so-called Christians aren't really Christians. I will now call to order the special board meeting of the District School Board of Collier County in the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Administrative Center boardroom. Collier County, Florida is affluent, overwhelmingly white, and twice voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. It seems an odd place for a row about race and political philosophy, a topic previously confined to obscure academic journals. But activists in Collier County are doing battle over the O'Courant culture war issue, the teaching of critical race theory, or CRT, to K-12 students. So what is this meeting about? It's about textbooks, books filled with Marxist, communist, racially divisive ideologies. CRT is a decades-old academic idea centering the role of racism in cultural and political life. Now, the journalist, he's just going along with his dialogue, right? What I just played with Will Smith and did on Netflix was what that guy trying to explain and, you know, um, I just explained it, letting you listen to what really happened. The Supreme Court threw black people under the bus. White feet, southern whites and northern whites. Because let me tell you something. It wasn't just in the South. It was America. White Americans, y'all took y'all racism and prejudices off. You know, even the ones who claimed that they was moderates and they can say, well, you know, I don't like slavery. But really, I don't want niggas living next to me. Those, I'm talking to you. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't want my daughter dating one, you know. I go overseas and find an Asian before that. Because, you know, they, as long as their skin look like mine. Plus, they smarter, right? Anything, any kind of excuse. To hide your prejudice. Let's finish listening to this. But in the current debate, its meaning is ill-defined. This critical race theory urges intolerance of all human beings 
that have been created in the image of God. I do not agree with teaching children how to feel about things that is called indoctrination. I'll be damned if I will allow a Marxist revolution to take place in this country, and we need to reject our children even being taught it. You heard the applause, right? That's Marxist. Marxist racist. Um, and I refuse, I, you know, I, I, I stormed the Capitol before I let my kids understand racism. They burn out communities. The worst political massacre to occur in the United States was in Colfax, Louisiana, as a result of a gubernatorial election, African-Americans who had been recognized as having uh, militia rights gathered to protect the newly seated government and were massacred in cold blood. Estimated numbers run as high as 200 people. They were shot down without mercy. Many were shot in the back of the head and neck the face of one was completely flattened by blows from a gun. Another had been cut across the stomach with a knife after being shot. It wasn't just the Colfax massacre. Time after time after time, white Southerners would reverse those gains made by the formerly enslaved. See where I'm going with this? So they stormed the Capitol. They're rigging the game in the courts. They're writing racist laws. They don't want Martin Luther King voting rights to, and John Lewis voting rights bill to pass. They don't want us to have civil rights. My God, America, wake the fuck up and see what's going on. These are the children of the Confederacy. They can stand in freaking school board meetings and hide their racism and on a bunch of dog whistle bullshit, but that's who they are. That's who the fuck the they are. Education, Cortland personally has said that he has directed his staff to go out to all of the publishers and get this critical race theory and all of its tentacles out of the existing materials that have been approved. Keith Flaw is the founding director of the Florida Citizens Alliance, a conservative group that crusades against curricula it deems insufficiently patriotic, or excessively progressive. What did you see in those two books that you looked at? What did you object to? Uh, critical race theory. What critical race theory boils down to is teaching kids uh, to hate their friends, teaching them to focus on race uh, rather than focus on uh, character. So, so let's, let's look at some of these examples from the K through five books that you were objecting to right. the other day. Uh, what I did was go through the teacher's manuals that are used to teach these books. Now, that's how a, a, a racist sound. Oh, I went through the teacher's manuals to make sure that there's nothing about our ancestors fucking up black people's lives for 400 years. Or if it is, we're going to whitewash it and say, well, you know, we gave them some, you know, some good lives. We gave them a shelter. We gave them food. We gave them clothes. Uh, uh, and we treated them like pets. They don't want to give us our rights back because they don't want us to have them. 
we see the high water mark of black electoral participation began to subside. By 1901, there was not a single black person serving in national office representing the South. The murders or the terrorism of so-called angelicals done to black and brown and yellow people and photographed it. Stood there proud. As a matter of fact, had their kids standing there, passing that racism down from generation after generation after generation. And so this is what we got to deal with, right? Today, we're dealing with the great-grandchildren of those racist bastards who took black people's rights away, took our wealth. You know, you know how racist and hateful you got to be. Y'all got mad about Al-Qaeda cutting someone's heads off. Lynching became the tool of enforcement uh, for making sure that the 14th Amendment would never be realized. Between the 1890s and the 1950s, more than 4,000 documented lynchings occurred all over the country, from Illinois to Mississippi and in between. And those lynchings were fundamentally based on the notion that black people weren't just inferior, that they were born criminals. You remember? I'm scared. Crime is high. <laughs> My God, we see through you. I'm gonna close this show out with a little bit more of this so you can get where I'm coming from. This is what the Koch brothers been funding. This is what these wealthy men been funding to keep us divided so they can enjoy their luxury. And, and what you find is that it builds the foundation for critical race theory, not on the three words of critical race theory, uh, but it builds the foundation on culturally responsive training, equity versus equality, social justice. So those are all innocuous terms in many people's minds, but when you look at how the left is now using those to drive the whole perspective of critical race theory. What is the sentence in here? Uh, I'm not sure there is one. Uh, as, there isn't. As, uh, the terms, uh, see, that's where, uh, that's where most... No, I don't mean the terms. I mean the concepts. Is it, what in the book, conceptually, do you object to that teachers will read this off? Culturally responsive training mm -hmm. uh, is a whole notion in the book. Uh, equity versus equality is a... You know what? When you're looking for bullshit to say, you say bullshit. You ain't looking for equity. You just don't want white people to understand their past. You've been listening to The Cold Show with comedian Ricky Cole. I'm just keeping it real on Martin Luther King's birthday. I'll be back tomorrow. Well, yeah. <laughs>